Welcome back for season three of the Orioles in the Know podcast. These twice monthly conversations feature Avon School Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham and special guests, students, teachers, administrators, and others. The goal is to keep you up to date with all that is taking place in Avon Schools, home of the Orioles. Thank you for tuning in to Orioles in the Know. Hello and welcome to episode number 45 of Orioles in the Know, a podcast of the Avon Community School Corporation. I'm Scott Wyndham, the superintendent of Avon Schools, and we try to do these podcasts to offer other ways for parents and community members to stay informed of all the great things going on in our schools. We talk a lot about growth in our community, and one specific area that we've seen a lot of growth is in our special education programs. I often hear from parents that they move to Avon because of our great special education programs, and that always uh, makes me excited to hear that. So joining me today is Susie Hurt, our Director of Special Education. Thanks for being here, Susie. Sure. So um, December 2nd is Special Education Day, uh, which commemorates the signing of the Federal Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. And so we wanted to set aside a little bit of time just to celebrate our special education staff and students. Last year during a community presentation that we did, we had special education um, discussed, and it was uh, one of the favorite topics of the group because they just had no idea how significant our special education programming is in Avon. So glad that you can be here and, and talk with us a little bit more. So how many years have, have you been a part of the team here in Avon? This, this is, is my year third year three, in Avon. Right? Year yeah. three. Yes. Time flies. Time flies. So you came here from a smaller district I where did. you had also been the director of special education. But what's been the biggest surprise for you when you moving into a larger district, growing district, and, and all that comes along with that? Yeah. So the district that I came from is about half the size of Avon. So I would say that the most obvious is the number of students and staff in buildings because everything is more than double. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the, the greatest things about Avon School um, that I didn't have in my former district was that we have so many supports and services for students and for staff, really. Um, with with our counselors and social workers, our behavior team and autism consultant, mm-hmm. I mean, we have more services than most districts around us. That's great. So, and you had some experience before you moved into administration as autism consultant, all kinds of different roles before you moved into administration, right? Yeah, I started out as a general education teacher, and um, then I got a master's degree in special education, my administrator's license, Um, but I did um, some homebound for high school kids. Um, I also was a behavior consultant in another school district for a few years, um, where I was a part of a team that served kids K to 12, Um, and then I moved into assistant director's role in in this smaller district that I came from and then a director there and now here for three years. That's awesome. So how many years in special education serving kids with disabilities? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Probably my 19th year. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Talk a little bit about our programming in Avon in special education. How many students with disabilities do we serve? What percent of our population? Some of those numbers that maybe people just don't have any concept of. Yeah, we serve 1,700 84 students with special needs as of today. That is about 16.5% of our population, which is up a percentage from where we were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, our big day is December 1, as you know. That's um, that's our big count day um, around the state for 
special education. Um, and so we do anticipate that that number will probably grow um, even within the next week or two because we're getting moving students almost daily. Sure. And that 1,700 student number that you shared can range from students who have a language or speech impairment to students with very significant disabilities. Yes, that's correct. So some of that, um, some of our students receive um, speech and or language services from a speech pathologist, and that may be the only services they need, um, where other students may receive from our special education teacher. Uh, they may be in a separate classroom with additional supports, that kind of thing. And so when you think about the 1,700 students that, that we serve, you know, part of leading a big department like you do is having the staff then to support those kids. So talk a little bit about the staff that you oversee in special education whether it be teachers, you mentioned uh, therapists, you yes. know, some of those kinds of positions. We have a lot of staff, um, for sure. So um, besides the, the licensed teachers, um, my department also oversees our school psychologists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, the behavior support team, an autism specialist, speech language pathologists. Um, and then we have uh, many, many support staff, our mm -hmm. instructional assistants. So one thing that I don't think people realize um, is the the range of services that special education provides and mm -hmm. provides in a public school setting. And you said it very well earlier that, that we offer a lot of supports that other places just don't. Right. But legally, we're required to provide services from kids age three really all the way up until 22. 22. Talk about right. the ends of that spectrum that people may not, may not realize, the, the age three programs mm -hmm. that we have to have, and then also those programs at the other end of the spectrum for kids that are past their 18th birthday and what that starts to look like. Sure. Um, so we work very closely with First Steps and Head Start. Um, first Steps, those are for students who qualify for services before they're age three. And so we have a partnership with First Steps. They contact um, our early childhood department um, and um, discuss needs of a student and start the evaluation process. Um, if a child qualifies then, we offer um, special education services uh, for kids from three to five in our early childhood learning center. Um, those students come um, for half day and um, they can be included in our community preschool with supports from a special education teacher or staff. Um, we also have programs for students who need more supports where um, they would be in a classroom um, for half the day with the licensed special education teacher and that support staff. And so all those kids, if they're more intensive needs, um, are in a classroom with students with similar needs. Mm -hmm. um, and our preschool goes uh, ranges kids from three to five years old. And when they're five and entering kindergarten, then we do those transition um, IEP and case conferences um, so students get those services they need going into kindergarten. Um, the other thing that we do offer for those little students, um, three through five, we have students who qualify just for speech-only services. And so those are services that if they qualify, um, but they don't qualify for a half-day 
of school, um, parents can bring them in um, during the week, and then we provide just speech services for them. And it's been kind of neat to see how you've been able to be more efficient with resources having all preschool at White Oak. You know, some people have said, well, why did we transition White Oak to a preschool center? Well, partially because it really wasn't equipped to be an elementary of today's standards built in 1963 or something like that. But it's allowed us to pull, we used to have developmental preschools kind of spread around at different elementaries by pulling them out that freed up elementary space. But then it's been really neat to see kind of how your therapists can really become entrenched in supporting that school at White Oak right? and really meet the needs of those kids that that we want to get targeted services at a young age because that's going to pay off for them down the road. That's right. Um, It has been a great model for us in Avon and for the students that we serve there um, to have the community uh, preschool in that same building Mm -hmm. too is is wonderful for all the students. And um, we can um, provide opportunities for our kids who have an IEP to um, be in the classroom with their typical peers. So that's really been nice. So talk a little bit about the other end of the age spectrum. So people may not realize that in special education, we we can serve kids up until their 22nd birthday. birthday. So talk mm-hmm. about what that looks like and, and wh- where that applies, where we provide those services to kids and how that looks different. Yeah, we have an amazing transition program um, at Avon High School. And I would say it's, it's well known, mm-hmm. um, probably around the state. Many, many directors and special education teachers that I have talked to in other districts um, have commented what a great program we have for kids at the high school. So the goal of our transition program is really to get students to a place where they can be employed and to the greatest extent, whatever that may look like. So um, a lot of our uh, programs at the high school then students can have jobs within the high school um, I've seen them doing smaller jobs uh, we have like a coffee cart they do uh, they have a program for that I've also seen students working with the maintenance crew and they're out around our district making repairs um, things on the ground with the grounds crew it's really been neat um, but also then securing opportunities for our students 18 and beyond to go out into the community where they can really really have an internship um, and get to know what it's like to work in those responsibilities. We have job coaches who go with those students, so they are coaching them along the way um, and helping make corrections in real time um, to support those students. What is amazing is at the end of the year, there is a um, a transition program celebration. Best event of the year. It's really amazing. <laughs> uh, I am so lucky to have been able to attend it for my first time last year yeah. with COVID. You know, we weren't able yeah. to celebrate that way. And we had a few students who um, their boss or manager yeah. from their uh, place of employment or their internship came to talk about how well they did and actually offer up employment for them. It was incredible. That was really just such a, an amazing moment. Well, and you think about, you know, if you look at the data on adults with disabilities and employment, it's not good. It's and, not good. And and so I leave those celebrations that they do and, and hear those bosses talking about what great skills our students are developing, what great employees they are, offering them positions. And it just, it, it's one of the most powerful things I go to every year. For sure. It, yeah. it really is just amazing. I couldn't be 
prouder of, of the staff there who support those students, um, getting them jobs, getting them just opportunities to work out in the community. Mm-hmm. It's it's just really amazing. One of the areas that we've seen a lot of growth in has been our Strive programs and for kids who are um, not on diploma track, have more significant disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time at the elementary level, that program really was at Cedar. And, and now it seems like every time we're talking, it's our, our numbers at the elementary level are really growing. So we've seen yeah. that program really kind of expand and you've had to adjust with staffing and adding programs and space. Talk a little bit about how that program has grown just in the three years you've been here. Right. So when I first came, we had um, two Strive classes at Cedar. And by the start of this year, we had added three more. So we're now at five classes, which are um, they're they're full. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the classes all have roughly on average 10. Some have a couple more. Some may have one or two less. Um, but those are students who have significant disabilities and um, they need a lot of support. Um, we have done some amazing collaborative efforts with our speech pathologist and occupational therapist to work together um, with these students and the teachers in the classroom, um, really just to make uh, school and learning better for these kids. Um, we have amazing staff. They all have huge hearts for these kids. They are right where they want to be. Um, and we've seen great successes um, for our students in the STRIDE program. And so now we have three classrooms at Hickory. Yes. Two at Cedar. Yes. Add those classrooms, and and if you build it, they will come, right? That's right. That's right. So good, good thing for building expansions. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. The teacher shortage is a real thing across the board. I've said that many times when I've talked at community meetings or things like that. But it's been going on a lot longer in special education, where it's always been hard to find um, enough and enough good special education teachers. You know, the, I started out as a gen ed teacher, just like you couldn't find a gen ed job, but they'd hire me in special ed. And so I went back and got my emergency license in special ed. And that's where I spent most of my teaching because I loved it. Mm -hmm. But they were desperate then. And that was 20 years ago for special education teachers. So I know you work really hard starting January, really, um, to kick into the gear to, to recruit great teachers to come our direction and work with HR to do that. What do you say to teachers who might be listening to this and thinking about a teaching job in Avon at some point in the future. How do you, what's your sales pitch to recruit special ed teachers? <laughs> My to elevator. Avon? Your elevator speech. Yes. Um, well, I would say come to Avon. Um, Avon Community Schools is uh, just a wonderful place to be. Uh, our administration is very supportive um, from central office uh, out into the buildings. Um, we, we really try to make the special ed department a, a collaborative team. Um, it's important for me that I don't hire a new teacher who feels like they're on an island by themselves. And so really want to wrap supports around them. Um, I am um, always available as a director of special education to help the new teachers. Um, we do monthly talks um, and updates and PDs. Um, you know, we and, and it's a huge collaborative effort from 
from uh, school psychologists to um, administrators to the teachers to the therapists. It, it really is a collaborative effort. Um, I love Avon Schools. I think we do a great job of, of taking care of our staff. Um, we are looking for great people always. And so I would really encourage you to, um, to you know, come to Avon, check us out, um, give us a call, um, look at job postings. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it really is a great place to teach and to work. It's been neat. I've been talking with new teachers, uh, going around and, and talking with, we had about 100 new teachers this year, and I've talked with a, a majority of them. And the, the number of special ed teachers that we hired new this year, you know, there were a lot of them. Yes. But it's neat, the ones that say, especially if they came here from another district, and they've said, I love our monthly special ed talks. I, I feel so supported from special ed. Or one of them said, I've only worked here three months, and I've seen Susie Hurt more than I've ever seen my previous director of special ed in another district, just because you do offer a lot of support yeah. and a lot of coaching that I just, I don't think that happens everywhere. And yeah, it that, can be lonely if you don't have support. Sure. Um, that that makes me feel really good, too. Um, I like to be out in the buildings. I want to support our, our new teachers um, and help them learn and grow and be the best they can. Um, and so I'm always a little surprised when a teacher says to me, I never even met my director of special <laughs> right. ed. And I get to talk to you. You'll sit yeah. down and help me work through this IEP. Um, and that's what I love about that. You mm-hmm. know, my job, I don't want to lose sight of that. And so um, I do work hard to get to know the staff, the special education staff, and um, and and pro- provide as much support as I can for them. Yep. Yeah. So when you think about, as we kind of wrap up here, um, you know, your your uh, focus, and you talked about, you know, how, how what you find joy in as a director of special ed, what's been most rewarding to you in, when you think about your time in Avon and, and what you've been able to do in your three years here? Yeah. Um, I am in a very unique um, position that I don't think anybody else is because I get to know these students and families when they are little Mm -hmm. and I get to move with them all the way to the end and to see the growth of our students is I'm in a very unique position. Most people never get that opportunity and I do. And that has been probably the biggest blessing of, of, um, being in this position that I am in, Mm -hmm. um, is to be able to see these young children grow into amazing adults. And, um, and most people don't get to have that type of experience that I do. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for leading our special education program and, and all that we do to serve 1,700, what was the number? 84. 1,784, <laughs> which yeah. will be higher by the time we come back But <laughs> That's right. uh, after the weekend. But thank you so much for what you do and all the, the support and leadership you provide to our programs and our kids. We, we do great things here. And like I said, to start off with, I hear often families that move to Avon because a doctor at Riley told them to come to Avon, <laughs> a family friend said Avon has great special education programs and and it's it's true so appreciate all that you do to help support those great programs thank you so much you've been listening to Orioles in the Know with Avon Community School Corporation Superintendent Dr. Scott Windham subscribe to Orioles in the Know on Apple Podcasts Spotify or your favorite podcast platform while you're there, please help us by leaving a positive rating or review. Follow Dr. Wyndham on Twitter at A-V-O-N-S-U-P-T. Visit our website at avon-schools.org or call us at 317-544-6000. This has been an Avon Schools production. Go Orioles!